This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Oh my, now I'm here at last. The best time always gonna be the best. Come on! Keep forgetting this is the room where it doesn't have those extra lyrics. This is like the hidden track intro for us. Like deep it does track, right? The deep track. Yeah, it has. It's the remix. It doesn't have the other words. Um, we're in a different studio than we normally are. And actually, we're in the same room for like, what, three times this year? Mm-hmm, pretty much. That that's happened. And everybody's back or close to it. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. Which is fantastic. Um, yeah, it's really neat. See, it's, you know what, it's to the point where we have people that walked in, I was walking through the the kitchen area and, um, saw some people getting their gear and kind of getting situated and heard somebody say, okay, and what's your name again? Because they haven't met each other yet. It's there are, yeah, there are a handful of people that I've never seen in real life. Just teams. And they're all getting situated in their their work areas and workspaces and getting to know who their, who their neighbors are. And it's so nice to see so many people (laughs) excited to be back with everyone, not just oh defaulting and uh, yeah. hibernating in a basement and working at a, a desk. It's like you're coming in and you're working and yeah. getting some stuff done. You know, we, we talked about that a while back when, uh, when everybody was working from home, um, primarily and, and thinking, you know, how are you going to get everybody back? Cause there are those concerns that a lot of people have, uh, because our, our office space is going to be utilized the same way. We, we know of a couple of businesses ourselves that, that they've decided everybody's just going to work from home. They aren't going to pay for the real estate anymore. Right. And they redesigned everything. They moved to a new facility that was really downsized and only bring in the people that have to come in and everybody else has to work from home. And I'm thinking for those people, I'm sure they, they, at the, in the, in the moment, it probably was like, cool, that sounds awesome. But honestly, you miss out on so much when you don't get a chance to see people face to face and just, just stopping in the hallway and chatting. Mm-hmm. Like today I was bugging you in your office. I know, right? which was super awkward, and- by the way. <laughs> it was super weird. Like, well, first of all, you walk in and then shut the door. I'm like, holy cow. <laughs> I have things to say. Like, what did I, I do? Things to tell you. Yeah. But yeah, I'm just, um, I'm just really glad to see people coming in because I, I think for most everybody, once they get in they're they're super glad that they did. Yeah. And, well, um, you feed off each other's energy, oh, if, especially yeah. in a creative business like we're in. It's um, you have you feed out. You can't just sit at home with with um, your dogs and cats right? and just sit there and cr- ex- expect to get better. Well, and, and that that kind of was the direction of our our conversation before when we were earlier. This was months ago. Even I was thinking, you know, how are we going to get some people back in? Because how can you tell somebody? Yeah. Who? is is using leaning in a little too hard on the hesitancy to be around people yeah. and yeah. and I, um, I yeah I, and I get it I, I understand and I, I understand you don't want to don't dismiss want to. it but please don't take advantage take advantage yeah. or abuse that I know um, because the, people there, because people wonder there is something though that um, I I'm not disappointed I, I miss having no one else here there's, I yeah, missed well, there's one like, thing. You're weird though. You're just, I mean, who's here at three in the morning, Pat? I can't, but I can't. It's I'm, just creepy. But it's, That's well, just, okay. First of all, it's not three. 
this morning I got here at like 545, oh, but I can't sleep. Like I'm, it's either that or I take a shower and I sit at my table. So I'm like, I might as well go to work because I'll end up waking my wife up. Do you nap kids. at all during the day? Um, I don't, but I go to bed. I go to bed at nine. I'm, you know, I'm almost 50 for God's sake, but I don't, I'd, I'd like to be in here, not by myself, but there was just a few of us. But now that people are back, even there were some people back uh-huh. on Friday, now there's cookies in the lawn. There's all these temptations. There's cookies. There was like girl hot Scout dogs. cookies like, freaking everywhere. I mean, so it, for, <laughs> for us girls who are trying to lose a couple pounds, it's not the easiest thing in the world to have cookies everywhere. It's true. Yeah. It is true. I noticed that. And I went in and got coffee and zipped right out of there and, and dropped off my protein shakes and my yogurt. Uh, <laughs> and ran like, don't, no, don't, don't give me, don't touch me. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So getting ready this morning, morning, then I proceeded to cut myself right under my fingernail. Well, okay. Let's, I'm going to tell the whole story here real quick because I'm in my office and we're getting ready to, to record and um, both doors are shut to this studio. My office is, I don't know, 20 feet away mm-hmm. and I grabbed something, walked, as soon as I walked back in, I just saw like the back of your head and I heard, and you go, you sit up, <laughs> sat up, you go, did you hear what I said? And I thought, <laughs> oh my God, what I do again? <laughs> and then you said you screamed MFR really super loud. Really I'm like, loud. I wonder why. So I didn't hear you. It but- hurts. So, I mean, just caught me off guard. But yeah, there's, the- there's some young ears outside the doors, but they, apparently they didn't hear me. Uh, they know more words than we know. <laughs> Guarantee. But yeah, I have a, I have a kind of a little space underneath my nail. All, every winter I get those from dry skin and just it's just the cracks. Const- you tap it, it on the desk one time and it's like somebody uh, punches you in the stomach. It hurts so bad. You get lightheaded. Yeah. I just stand in here just, and it's bleeding and I can't put a band-aid on it because it's under my fingernail. Yeah. Ooh. And you've been sucking on it so it's wet so a band-aid wouldn't stick anyway. That's gross. Well, okay. Anyway. Uh- <laughs> but I get why they use that as a torture device in early wars. Well, they didn't. They Putting didn't bamboo like, under your nails. Well, they would, yeah, or tear. Te- can you imagine? Either one. Mm, Either one. I would sing like a freaking bird. What secrets do you want? What codes do you want? What access? I'll give you whatever you want. I'll take you there. Noted. I'll even drive. Noted. Trust trust me. You would not want me as a prisoner of war, United States. You would not. I would flip. Everything would be compromised immediately. They wouldn't even have to get you back to the barracks. No. I would see somebody pop out of the bush. I'd be like, what do you want to know? Like, not even kidding. And that's not the only reason why he's not in the service. That, that's, that's, just, that's reason 455. Just, One is bravery. I'm too scared. Right. I'm not tough enough. And I'm a big old pansy. Whatever. That's yeah. right. Uh, by the way, Centris Federal Credit Union, thank you so much for being our partner. Now you know exactly where Pat stands. Right. So don't tell him any of your secrets. <laughs> Make me change my password every month on my account, too. Right. Um, but yeah, they, they have been, uh, they've been wonderful as a partner for the show and helping everybody else too. They've got a fantastic blog on their website. If you take a look there and they're, they're really current information. So if you're looking like right now for anything about doing taxes, which I got my taxes done this weekend, I'm so excited. Nice. Boom. Um, everything's filed and done, but they have some, some great information on there about doing your taxes. And if you're looking for someone to help you do your taxes, or if you want to do it by yourself, yes, you absolutely can. And they're there to help you as well. You can call 402-334-7000 or centrusfcu.org. Very good. So this, uh, this episode is another one of our favorite episodes that we do, um, basically weekly, but it doesn't really, I guess that doesn't really matter however you listen to it. Uh, we have a who dat that we throw into the mix on the regular. I guarantee this person that are, who is our who dat today mm-hmm. um, would not spill any secrets if she were held captive at war. She's tougher than me. She's, um, 
uh, braver than me. I think she could probably fight her way out of any foxhole. Do you think so? Yeah, Aaron, so? Aaron Sorensen from Hale Varsity. Would you sing or no? They cut you under your finger. I, I swear that right there. I'm done. I'm done. Yeah, I will say one of my, I would say one of my superpowers is, and you have to be, if you're going to work in media is I'm, I'm really good at like keeping secrets or mm-hmm. not saying something. If a source, you know, it's like, you know, this isn't the right time or keep that to yourself. Yeah, can so I, just, I think I do. All right. I will. I will just amend what Pat said. He will sing for far less than pulling out. <laughs> oh, his, I'm not. And he, I'm, he likes to tell secrets a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so never don't tell him anything that you don't want. Out. Like, let's just put it this way. Secret Santa was a struggle. And I even Ooh. gave it away. We, I, we, have, we haven't even un- really give, I even said his name, mm-hmm. Austin, a couple episodes ago. <laughs> I will say, I I always tell people, if I tell you something, because I get asked a lot about different experiences I have in sports, and I'm like, if I tell you something, it means it is completely okay. Like, um, it's probably not honestly, like, news by the time I'm telling you. Common knowledge. Common knowledge. So if somebody's, like, surprised by what I'm telling them, Mm -hmm. then they just haven't been, like, they haven't seen it in the news somehow. Because I'm like, I'm not giving away anything too exciting. And since you've mentioned it a couple of times, and Mm -hmm. some of our listeners may not know um, exactly who Erin Sorensen is and what does she do. How dare they not know me? How dare, right. I mean, come on. That can't be true. But let's just just start from the beginning. And uh, because Hale Varsity is a big part of her dad. And you're a part of of Hale Varsity. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I so I'm my official fancy title is deputy editor for Hale Varsity, and I also do a lot of digital marketing, digital marketing strategy for Hale Varsity as well. I'm pretty much uh, the person behind most of Hale Varsity's social accounts. I, I do get help and uh, different input, especially from our writing team, but it's a lot of my baby. I, I handle a lot of it. Um, but yeah, so pro- like I'm I'm prominently involved in making sure the website is running and things are getting posted and things are getting done. Just before we started recording, I was actually working on something to get posted. So um, that's a lot of my job. I stepped out of the beat reporting role, uh, you know, about three-ish, four years ago. Um, now kind of just have passed that torch on to new people, but get to sort of help lead the team now and be a part of it alongside Brandon Vogel, who's our managing editor. So it's fun. I still get to go to events, still get to help out. I definitely do more features. Uh, and get to kind of just try things I haven't ever done before. And I get to be more of a content creator, which is fun. So that's, that's where I am. But I will also say, um, it also means I get to do a lot more businessy things when, when you're just a, not just a beat writer, but when you're in the beat writing role, like your primary focus is like practice, uh, making sure like news updates get out all this, like, it's a very different world than when I'm, you know, getting asked if I can be in a meeting to look at the website homepage. It's mm-hmm. just a very different, like it's mm-hmm. just, it's a different, it's a whole different thing. I get nope. to try new things, experience new things. It's fun. I don't, I, as a writer, I don't get how people, how you guys can come up with, like there are days that you just writer's block, like how you on earth, like I have a deadline, I have an hour and I got to come up with mm-hmm. a thousand words and I have no clue mm-hmm. what I'm going to write about. I, I, that was that was me yesterday. Uh, Steve, who is our he he does football, women's basketball, and baseball. He has women's basketball and baseball currently colliding right now, and most of the time they don't overlap, and there's not many issues. But yesterday, for instance, um, well, the day prior to when we're recording this, if somebody just happens to listen to this, whatever, um, <laughs> there was a baseball game and a women's basketball game that basically happened at the same time. So I told him. I'm happy to take, uh, I'm happy to take baseball, 
But writing about baseball is an art form. Like people who people who write about baseball bless them because it is it is not an easy sport. And so for like the first 15 minutes after the game end ended, I was just staring at a blank page. Like I how do I re, what do I say? How do I recap this? And I felt like I had never written about baseball ever in my life. And that's not true. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Like- <laughs> it's it's so funny. I just this weekend rewatched Moneyball. Great movie. Mm. I just I just have to say. I just I mean, mm. I love that movie so much. Um, but I just happened to be on and I and I was watching it. And honestly, it was like listening to when you were listening to them talk about baseball. And there there's a couple of uh moments in there where they're they're just like basically describing their girlfriend um they're talking (laughs) the Mm -hmm. way because they're so there because you have to fill so much time talking the people that are doing that whether it's this the the in-house announcer or it's the somebody on doing play-by-play on the radio Mm -hmm. or if it's on television or whatever and hearing just all of the uh, metaphors and all of the, you know, you know what I mean? I mean, it's just so yeah. flowery. It's just lots of, uh, but you could hear just dripping how much they just, you know, they love their baseball. So passionate like, about oh my yeah. God. And it sounded so realistic. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, people who, people who cover baseball for a living, like I said, it is an art form because people who, who there's so many games and, uh, thoughts and prayers to everyone who's a major league baseball fan right now with uh, this lockout. You are in my thoughts. Um, <laughs> but for those of you who watch college baseball, it's all good. Uh, but it, it definitely is just something where like there's there's so many games that people don't need yeah. these big, deep stories every game. They want the facts. They want to know what happened. They want to know what they need to know for the next game. They want to know who did well, who didn't do well. And they want you to tell it to them concisely. And it's like a there, there's, there are stories to be told, but you have to do them in a, in a different way. People don't want a whole bunch of the like extras in that moment. And so like, for me, I'm used to like the, okay, let's go get quotes and do all of this stuff. And it's like, that's not sometimes what people <laughs> want in a game recap. Mm-hmm. So then I have to sit there and be like retraining my brain of how to actually cover this sport. So I apologize to anybody who had to read my game recap. I promise you there will be few times this season that it's me. It will be Steve or Mike Babcock the rest of the way. Um, so I will stick to, I will stick <laughs> to not trying to like recap baseball. Cause like I said, I'm sitting there. I'm like, how do, do you I do? do this? And you're right. There's 10,000 games, right? right? There's like, mm-hmm. there's like 12 football games and there's like, you know, I mean, basketball is another one though too, because there's a ton of basketball games. Mm-hmm. But um, usually with yeah. basketball, there's always kind of like a storyline. Like one player <laughs> tends to like have a really strong game. Uh, there's one player who it's like, because of them, they were able to, you know, get the win in the final minute. There's always kind of this, like sometimes in <laughs> baseball, it just is. Yeah. It just it's is. Just baseball. It's just baseball. And <laughs> the pitcher just did what the pitcher was supposed to do or didn't do mm-hmm. it. Uh, the hitters were either doing well or struggling. It just is. And so you kind of are like, there's not a story necessarily here outside of like, Hey, they want to Here's what you need to know. <laughs> well, I think, I think we need to retrace just for a second and go back just a little bit. Just mm-hmm. how in the heck do you get a job title? with deputy and you're not Seriously, law enforcement. That's legit. Uh, it's actually more common than I think people realize in like media <laughs> is the deputy editor. It typically means like a, like assistant. I, honestly, or I'd never heard of one until I heard your title. 
Yeah, it's. it's I, I pretty, mean, that's why I was like, "What? That's yeah, awesome." Yeah, every like so. I I've only anywhere I've ever worked, whether it's Hale Varsity, I I worked for Cox Media Group for a little bit. Like deputy editors are typically like associate editors. So like if somebody wants it in the context of like a uh, team. You have sometimes a head coach and an associate head coach. Uh, a deputy editor tends to fall as like the associate head coach, if yeah. you will. Because we always had assistant uh, PDs or assistant, you know, I mean, yeah. like as far as a, an a, APD or AMD. Um, well, so yeah. that's the wild part is like technically an assist, like in our little realm of media, an assistant editor would actually fall below a deputy editor. So like I was really intentional when I picked the title where I was like, I want to be sure that like there isn't like another step between like Brandon and I, like I want it to be, we were trying to think of like when we were creating like the organizational chart, I was like, I want to be kind of like the associate head coach, if you will. And yeah, like so assistant editors like fall below a deputy editor. So a lot of people, including myself, got to uh, learn about deputy editors and people still super still think I'm like the person laying down the law at Hill Varsity. And you know well, what? You I, probably am. I was going to say, come on, let's be real about this. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah, honestly, let's just, let's just buck up it's here. Okay. What is actually happening? I mean, come on. <laughs> that was a nice tale. Your but badge whatever. is behind your hair. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> got to keep everyone in line. Somebody has to. So, so tell us about you. Where are you from? Where'd you go to high school? Where'd you go to college? I think we know some of this, but uh, where mm-hmm. maybe I know some of these details, but I don't know all of them. And throw in something we didn't know about you. Maybe something you really loved in high school that if you weren't doing what you're doing, would you have followed a different path? So I actually, I, I've been familiar with both of you long before I had the opportunity to work with you because I grew up, I was born and raised in Omaha and good old Omaha, Nebraska. I went to school in Lincoln and then eventually moved back to Omaha, mostly because of my now husband. But at the time when we first started dating, he was pretty much based in Omaha and I don't mind the drive to Lincoln. So it worked out. It was easy enough where I'm like, it, it's easy for me to live here that 45 minutes hour to Lincoln, I can listen to podcasts and just have some like me time, mm-hmm. if you will. Yeah. Um, I went to Millard West, so I, I grew up way out West Omaha. I now actually live more in middle of Omaha, Midtown area, because um, I just love, I, I love the community and this, this area. It's fun to experience a different part of Omaha that I didn't grow up in. And honestly, I always knew I wanted to be in journalism somehow. I, I was in newspaper, yearbook, uh, all kinds of things through middle school, high school. And so when I got to college, I knew what I wanted to do. I don't think I thought sports journalism was like a realistic thing for me. I didn't have a ton of women who were, especially locally, who were doing that for me to, to look at. So one thing that I really thought would be cool, and I'm really thrilled it did not work out, is I thought it would be really neat to work on like a presidential campaign, to work in a White House. I thought I wanted to go to law school because a lot of journalism majors then go in and they'll get their law degree and they'll go work in PR and do different things. Uh, You know, when I was thinking about that, that was, you know... 20, you know, 15 to 20 years ago, very different landscape and politics than it is now. So I will be, I will be honest. I'm really glad that didn't work out quite like it did because I don't think my, what I was envisioning Mm -hmm. a campaign would look like. I don't think that's how it works anymore. So it, it was for the best. I'm, I'm glad that I did not end up in law school and did not end up trying to 
pursue political uh, aspirations in that way. Maybe I'll run for like school board someday, mm-hmm. but like that's getting kind of dicey. Like, I don't know. School board's getting dicey too. Right. Oh all, my god! I'm just gonna say you're telling it's me it's all getting dicey. Like, <laughs> I can't get on Facebook and not see people like just yelling at each other at school boards. I'm like, oh my! Yeah, <laughs> it is something. I, honestly, social media has turned so many people into warriors. When they talk about keyboard warriors, it's like okay, overused phrase, but seriously, mm-hmm. um, there's there's a lot of bravery that's sucked up by mm-hmm. being behind that screen. Yeah. Um, yep. And and anonymous uh, well, names. And I'm sure yeah. you probably run into that. We, I mean, because we have two where people, you mm-hmm. don't know who they are. You have no clue. They're, they're, they have an avatar or whatever for their profile picture cartoon and they just they just throw jabs at you for no reason whether it's about Mm -hmm. your looks or your whatever this it's Mm -hmm. i it's like what are these people what what let me go i was go go ahead no no i was just gonna say what's what what are what is so bad in their life where they have to take everything out on like people like you or people that are in the media or that try to do something good yeah i so i actually talk a lot about this on my tiktok account because i will be honest like i i still love twitter but i would say like i have definitely distanced some of what i share on twitter just because people are so quick in that space to just Mm -hmm. i mean even even recently i if i talk about a certain experience as a woman in sports the amount of people who very quickly want to come and it's usually men and tell me that my experience is wrong or because they know somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody that had a different experience therefore mine is now invalidated and i I, so i kind of try to be careful there anymore where it's like for my own mental health my own well-being i just cannot fall into the trap of getting into in my opinion useless arguments on Twitter because it they're not looking to have a conversation. They're not no. looking to like understand me. They're just looking for a fight. And I, st- I've started to find a, a very different community. I'd say on TikTok. And what's interesting to me about TikTok is there are plenty of trolls, absolutely plenty of trolls, but TikTok currently reminds me of what I think I loved about Twitter when it was first around, like within the first Sorry, this really loud truck just drove by. Like, that was I heard that was a helicopter. Like, like, what? <laughs> like, what is like, that? They maybe need to go get their car to the shop because that was not normal. That was um, loud. No, I just, I, I think like TikTok right now is still in a kind of its not infancy, but like more of like people kind of figuring the app out mm-hmm. where you can find these communities. People are more wanting to learn. They're wanting to engage. They're wanting to have this like, opportunity to see life in a way that maybe they don't experience every day. And so I'll talk about my experiences as a woman in sports. And it's just so funny because like, if I then bring that up on Twitter, somebody, and it's happened recently is like, that you're not right. You don't know what you're talking about. You're saying not all men are like that. I'm like, gosh, that's what I said. I said, I said, every person is exactly like, that's exactly what I said. Right. I exactly said it. It is. And they're looking for, (laughs) just looking for a reason. Mm -hmm. Let me unleash. Let me unleash. And it always says more about them than it does about me. It actually makes me really sad in a lot of cases where I'm like, a lot of the people who feel so empowered to do this, I'm like, they're, they probably, um, I don't know what's going on in their life, but I'm sad for them that they're in a place in their life where they feel so emboldened to speak to people they don't know or people that, Honestly, I have found if I do respond, I rarely respond to trolls. I have started just for my own peace. I I delete, I block, I move on because it's it's just not worth it. it in followers, your head. yeah, followers yeah. for the sake of followers is not worth it if they're coming after mm-hmm. you and attacking and making your daily life 
unless, unless your whole world is clickbait, mm-hmm. which then you want to stir the pot all the time, yeah. right? And that's, right. Your, that's your goal. But yeah, I mean, for the most part, usually when somebody comes at you like that, and we, we I mean, mm, anymore, it really isn't even something that we have to contend with anymore. I think, mm-hmm. I think we've been pretty much honest with the fact this is just who we are. And if you don't like it, please, please keep scrolling. Um, it's, it's okay. We, we won't be offended. Um, mm-hmm. But it, back in the day, yeah, there were some times when we'd have some of those, but usually it's because it's somebody who they themselves is they're so unhappy mm-hmm. um, yep. and it's and it's that old saying that hurt people hurt people and exactly. it's just that you you look at it and you're right you just kind of like oh darn it I'm not going to do that so just leave them sit there because usually too if they're persistent your followers will take care of them. I saw something this morning. I don't know if it's on TikTok or Instagram. Yeah. I'm going to totally dice this up but follow where I'm going. <laughs> this uh, this guy said um, he's like okay so 25 30 years ago um, the people that were complainers didn't have a microphone. So all we saw were people that were doing stuff and positive about people working, doing this, doing great things for the community, right? Oops, that's and then, my phone. I'm sorry. So, <laughs> tell them you'll be home in a little bit. <laughs> tell them the right? Keys, right? Damn it. Get out of there, Randy. <laughs> um, so yeah, so the uh, complainers didn't have a microphone 25, 30 years ago. Now they do have a microphone and they're the ones that are using that microphone to, to do the kind of stuff we're talking about. And the doers don't have time to do that. So they're still out doing the same thing they were doing 25, 30 years ago. But the complainers and the people that bringing this negativity to these platforms, they have all the time in the world to do it. And now they have a microphone. Mm-hmm. I've, I've always lived by the fact that people more successful than me are not worried about me. Right. People who are more successful yeah, than you point. are not worried about it's, you. They're too you'd busy probably, doing their thing. Mm-hmm. Most people would be probably very disappointed to realize how little they're thought of. When, right. when, you know, in the grand scheme, yeah. it's like, you'd like to think that you take up some space and that, oh my God, I don't want to be embarrassed by doing X, Y, and Z. And nobody's going to notice. Right. Seriously. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to notice. I mean, <laughs> it's, yeah. It's oh yeah. Sure. And like, I used to worry, I used to worry about when I would meet people that I would feel were, you know, in my, in my worldview, more significant than I am. I would, and they would then follow me somewhere. They follow me on Twitter or Instagram or now TikTok. I would then start to worry about what I was posting <laughs> because I didn't want them to like think, oh, she you know not cool or whatever but the reality is is they're not worried about me like they're not thinking about me and so I always just remind myself of that that like people more successful than me are just working they're just and they're doing- probably yeah they're probably having the same kind of in you know those little those little thoughts as well and uh, you know you're a little bit vulnerable or sometimes mm-hmm. they have those same little thoughts insecurities for sure uh mm-hmm. as well um, just like everybody else does. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? How how things start, the worm starts to turn as you get yeah. a little bit older and you're like, okay, I wish I would have figured this out a few years back. Yeah. Oh, I know. <laughs> I, I just always think about like who I was 10 years ago and the way that I, 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 so I was actually talking about this recently with some people is like, I grew my Twitter account to, it's almost at 23,000 followers now, which when people look at that, they're like, Hey, it grew so quickly, but then it has slowed in recent years. And I will tell you why it's because I'm more authentically who I am for many years of my existence on Twitter. It wasn't that I was like, and I said existence really fancy. I was like, existence. You did. Um, it sounded very French. I don't know. It's, mo- it, it's just you're a, like deputy. A, a Monday morning, like just fancy week. Um, <laughs> President's day. Yeah. That's what it is. It's President's day. <laughs> um, no, I just like, I think it, it wasn't that I wasn't true to myself. It's not that I was lying, but I think I, I wanted to be that person that people liked. And so I would tweet about the things that I thought people wanted me to tweet about. Mm-hmm. I think I was trying really hard. And in recent years, I've been much more intentional about speaking about the things that are, are my passion, supporting women in sports, um, 
talking about things other than football. And to be honest, I think that that has slowed the growth at the end of the day where people are like, well, I don't want to be here for that. But the difference is the people who now follow want to sincerely keep up with me, Mm -hmm. be a part of my community versus just existing within it. And it's a better mm-hmm. overall space for me. And I hope for those people too. So it's interesting. That's we've had that conversation with our podcasters. It's like, mm-hmm. they're like, oh yeah, but I mean, if I just say this, you know, will people listen if I, if I'm talking about this, I'm like, you just say what you want to talk about, you will find your people. Yeah. They will, you find, will find you people. And you don't want these other people that you're trying to keep entertained. You, that, no. that's not real and you're not doing them any favors either. And honestly, like this was actually a little bit of an experiment for myself. When I got to the start of this year, I found myself really teetering on the line of pretty significant burnout. And it's not because I don't love my job. It's not because of anything else. But I was just finding myself really uninspired. And I felt like I was getting too attached to trying to be everything for everyone. And I decided I was like, you know what? I'm going to use my TikTok, for example, and just go all in and just try and just see what like what what moves me what makes me happy what I enjoy and this is probably the best case study of it is within like a 28 day span I have grown my account I I had like about a thousand followers and I just last night went over 2,000 followers and here's the wild part of that I have not been like trying to do anything specifically to like, I haven't been feeding the algorithm. It it would be really easy (laughs) to like be sensational Mm -hmm. and get people to follow. But I've been really intentional about, I'm going to post the things I love. If people want to follow great, if they don't, that's cool too. Mm -hmm. And here's a thousand new people who are like, Hey, this is cool. We want to sign up for this. And it's like, because they can tell your, your community will find you. Mm -hmm. And TikTok has honestly taught me that again, that like, just stop worrying about that follower count number because people will find you and they'll be the more engaged people that when you start selling something or when you ask them to do something, they will do it because Mm -hmm. they actually want to support you versus the people who are either hate following or were just there because they felt obligated. Yep. Exactly. Good point. Nope, that's 100% right. So so what's what's in the future? What what are you looking for? What what do you got short-term plans work-wise, personally, what do you, what's what's going down? Well, uh, work-wise, we're just about a week out from starting spring football for Nebraska, which means life will get a little bit busier again. It's not quite fall busy. So many people went, yes! I went too. Thank God. Or as others went, (gasps) oh no! (laughs) I'm I'm very excited to have, um, I'm very excited to get back to a little bit of a routine. It's always hard when I'm out of a routine for a little bit because... um, it's it's nicer when the weather is nice, like when football ends and you have that like May, June timeline and the weather is nice and you can get out. It's a little bit harder in like January when you don't have quite the same routine that you're used to. And then like you're just sitting in your house. Um, but yes, yeah, so we get back into football, but we still have um, basketball and, you know, Nebraska women's basketball is looking to make the NCAA tournament, which would be really exciting. Baseball. Uh, should be good this year. I know people are pretty disappointed after their first uh, weekend series, but don't fret. They still should be very, very good this year. Um, There's a lot of like exciting stuff. And then we have our yearbook that's going to come up in June. So like spring gets busy, but it's fun stuff. There's a lot of good things to work Mm -hmm. on. I'm trying all new things with Hale Varsity on social with TikTok and Instagram reels. So I'm just, I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm excited to like play with things and have fun with things and just try new things this spring. So 
We'll, well and, see and where that goes. For Husker fans, <laughs> if you're not familiar with Hale Varsity, um, it's I was a fan of Hale Varsity before we ever became part oh of that. I mean, it, it's the the number. Yeah. In my opinion, quality wise, content wise, the number one Husker publication in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, thank you. Yeah, it really is. You and guys I'd say do a most fantastic colleges job. Have to be jealous. I they, if they They've have gotta to be. be. Right. Yeah. We're very fortunate to have Hale Varsity. I mean, the thing that I will say is we're also very fortunate in Nebraska to have as much media as we do. And we do have a lot of like excellent people mm-hmm. that are doing mm-hmm. different things. But I will argue to the ends of the earth that Hale Varsity has some of the best um, talent as far as what you're getting. Jacob Padilla, no one knows basketball in high school sports in Nebraska like he does. Greg is very dedicated on his recruiting beat. Uh, Steve is newer for us, but Steve is very dedicated to his beats as well, wants to know the ins and outs of them and share like everything he possibly can. Uh, Brandon is just like an absolute analytical genius. Anytime you get anything from Brandon, you end up smarter. Uh, <laughs> Mike Babcock is a living legend. Mm-hmm. Our photographers are fantastic. And then on top of it, we have the podcast that you have helped make possible that we had always wanted to have, but, you know, just didn't have the capacity for. So like, I'm really excited about what Hill Varsity is, what it has, what it can become. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, we're just super fortunate. So I'm, I'm excited for, I'm excited to see more growth throughout the spring and into summer mm-hmm. and then hopefully into next season. And for me personally, I just got married finally after postponing twice because of the pandemic, finally got married. So just, you know, I'm excited to just not have to think about wedding planning for a little bit. I'm just like, <laughs> it's no, a long two years. not doing that. <laughs> you know, I, I was going to say something about your wedding too. First of all, thanks for the invitation. Second of all, um, your, your, um, reception. I saw some pictures oh, and stuff on social wow, when you guys were Pat. going through it. I'm just kidding. Um, but you're, um, and correct me if I'm wrong. Like you had, uh, like the, the meal that you had, mm-hmm. the meals were based on local favorites. Like you had Runza, you had something from mm-hmm. jams I never, that's a, is that a new concept or do you just come up with that? That's Cause a great that's marketing genius. plan too. Right. <laughs> yeah. Look, I need a lot of businesses in Omaha yes. to start sponsoring me. Right. Star Jones. Free adver- <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Um, no, God, Kyle- I forgot about her. Yeah, I remember. Oh my God. You have, do you remember her wedding at all when Star Jones got married? Star no. Jones used to be on The View. Like she yes. was one of the originals. She was OG, wasn't mm-hmm. she? Um, like in the nineties when they first started. Yeah. Look her up sometime and look up her her wedding because literally she looked like it was like a NASCAR. <laughs> there were logos everywhere, and then she got like she got let go because she everything was like traded out and sponsored, and she say stuff on the air, and it was rough under the table. You right. know, it was like there's oh, there was so much pay to play stuff going on. It was right, <laughs> not saying that you did that, but your your idea is genius for your reception. The good news is, is everything we did was because we sincerely wanted to do it. We, we, we just, Kyle, my husband and I are big support local people. So from the get go, our rehearsal dinner, we held it at Lucky Bucket, which is one of our favorite breweries. We had muchachos because we absolutely love Nick Maestas and Mm -hmm. he was so kind. Thankfully the weather held for us because he brought the (laughs) truck, which you usually don't have the truck out in like December, but he was so kind to bring it. The day of the wedding, I mean, our, our menu was inspired by Runza's and Block 16's poutines and their um, pulled pork roll and our favorite salads, which we there's one from GM's. Like, th- we had different things. We had Valentino's as the late night snack. Uh, the Nebraska Humane Society no, actually so helped good. us make ornaments that we were able to give to people that had the puppy cart oh, on them. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, we had Herbie and uh, Durango welcome us to the (laughs) reception, which I went to Nebraska. My husband went to UNO. So we decided to have both mascots and they actually, they welcomed Aaron and Kyle and they walked in. So our guests thought that we were in 
the Herbie and Durango costumes, and <laughs> then funny. they helped welcome us in. So. God, I wish I could have seen that in person. Yeah, I oh, know, well, right? there will be video <laughs> once we get it back. I'll be sure to share. But we just... <laughs> Everything don't that mind we could, him. where we're like, don't how do we support me. local? We wanted no, to. So. That is so cool. It's a, such a it's cool good. idea. And you know what else, too, is I, I'm sure for everybody that was there, because when you go to weddings, you go to the fancy pants weddings, mm-hmm. usually it's like, what is this? I don't yeah. know. Is that, did you, did you order the, I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, and you don't know which, and this is like, oh, my favorite. It feels like a party just from seeing the menu. Like, it feels like an absolute, just a blast of Old great home, people. Yeah, right, just comfort cool. Comfort food. Like, and just a cool vibe. All yeah. that great vibe. Yeah. Yeah, right there. Look, Very good. This isn't this isn't sponsored, but I have to give her a shout out. Um, I could not have done it by myself. Anyone who's like, hey, you did a great job planning your wedding. No, I am a terrible, terrible event planner. Like I have ideas. Executing on ideas is a totally different ball game for me. Um, so we did have a wedding planner. Her name is Rachel Wortman. She is the the power woman behind Rachel J events. If you ever need somebody, go call her. I will <laughs> gladly give her free advertising on this one because she deserves it. She put up with us for like nearly three years because mm-hmm. of this pandemic and did not kick us to the curb because I was the person that would be like, Rachel, what about this idea? And she never told me I was crazy, even though there are times where I could tell she was like, Oh my what? god! <laughs> Maybe just just basically here in the background. Oh God! Another <laughs> another thing. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm speaking of podcasts, get back to that kind of pimp yours out. What do you got going down? Yeah, so I'm super fortunate to co-host the Mind Your Own podcast with Sasha, and she obviously is one of the incredible. Uh, power forces behind her at media with everything that she does. Um, and then her, I'm going to give her a shout out because I do this all the time. Obviously her amazing podcast, uh, meathead test kitchen, huge fan of it. Um, love what her and Sadie are doing, but for our podcast, we really just focus on, uh, we, we talk about sports, but we really don't talk about sports in the sense of like what happened, what's going on. We talk really more about a lot of the things that happen around sports so like with through the olympics there have been a number of storylines especially Mm -hmm. when we talk about the russian figure skaters Mm -hmm. and just how horrifying the whole thing has been especially for these young women and so we talk a lot about some people like to think it's politics it's not it's the human side of Mm -hmm. sports the things that just exist within the world of sports whether you want them to or not Mm -hmm. so we talk very openly about it the experience of women in sports, the experience that people of color have in sports, the experience that people have around what makes this thing we love to watch happen. And it's, it's really fun. We've built a really, really, really uh, supportive community that we hear from through email. They reach out to us. We, they talk to us on Twitter. We've gotten to see one woman who was pregnant when she started listening to our podcast. She's now had her daughter. We get updates (laughs) on that. Like it's, it's honestly like we've made friends. That's the neat part, right? Cool. And that is that is really cool. We we've had the honor of meeting somebody whose mom used to take them to school listening to our show. Yeah, oh. when they were in elementary. Now she's married and has kids. Yeah, and you're like, that's a kick in the face. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's like thanks. <laughs> but glad we're here for it. Yeah, super happy we're here for it. But that's wow. A kick in the face. <laughs> All great. All yeah. great. So Aaron, thank you so much for coming on and being our who dat. And where can people find you if they want to follow you on social in inside and outside of Hale Varsity? Yeah. Um, obviously go follow Hale Varsity because I uh, love, love the work that the person behind it is doing. Um, <laughs> but it's at Hale Varsity on all social platforms. But for myself personally, I'm at Aaron Swanson on Twitter, but then I'm, then I'm at hello Aaron Marie on Instagram and on TikTok because 
Aaron Swanson was taken. Ugh. It's fine. We're making it work. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing I've learned, no one cares about handles anymore. So whatever. It just right. is what it is. But it's at Aaron Swanson Twitter, at Hello Aaron Marie on my other platform. So um, feel free to join along, especially as we get through spring football, because uh, the thing I would say is I'm fairly goofy with my social a lot of the time. So like if you like a little uh, self-deprecation, a little humor coming alongside your sports, I'm happy to help provide. Fantastic. <laughs> awesome. Love it. Aaron, thank you for taking so much time with us today. We appreciate it oh, very much. Of course. Thank yeah. you for having me. We'll you bet. Again in the, fu- in the near future. Cool. All right. Thanks. Cool. See you, Aaron. <laughs> All right. So it's, it's Pat and JT, Twitter, Instagram. And, uh, He's trying uh, to Facebook. push the right Sorry, button. I'm trying to push there the right we button. We have super short arms. Uh, it's Pat and JT, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And then you can text us at 402-403-9478. Thanks for listening. Pat and JT Podcast. A Huda Media Production.